and welcome, my friends, to the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland, your good friend. Great to have you here. Welcome. This is the Rise to the Top. It's, it's the number one show and training for mediapreneurs, all about helping you build that kick-butt platform, grow your audience like a weed, make the bling-bling, doing it all the right way. And, you know, I've got a great training video for you guys today here. Um, let, let's talk about what kind of this issue is, because this is such an important topic for really any mediapreneur uh, in our industry. And, you know, here's the thing. When creating a program, so let's just say you're creating a course, you know, you're creating your next program uh, that you're going to release, launch online, and it's going to be a rocket success, right? Well, here's the thing. The, the number one fear that I hear about all the time is the, is the fear that you're going to do all this work on something, right? Like you're going to go in there, you're going to like bust your butt, you're going to create something awesome, you're going to get it out there, and then crickets, you know, nobody's going to buy, right? Like, there's that fear. And I understand it because I've had that fear before. You've probably had that fear before. Heck, today's guest instructor has had that fear before. Trust me. So I wanted to bring someone in. Uh, and I, I brought in Kathy Caprino today. And Kathy, you've got to realize, is an incredible coach, speaker, mediapreneur, online personality. Like, she has a rocking business. And, when, and one of the many skills that she has is she's very, very good at learning how to, or basically executing, how to do surveys to your audience so that you'll know what they're going to buy. Um, and, and this is such an important topic. So if you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, okay, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about my idea. I'm a little bit nervous. Or, or maybe you're thinking, you know what? I don't know what program to create. I got to survey my audience. Kathy has step-by-step -step today how to go about that on the rise at the top. Uh, and this is very cool. So grab a pencil, grab a paper, sit back, learn the secrets here to doing killer surveys to really, you know, it's not about surveys though. It's really about getting rid of that fear and understanding who is subscribed to your email list, who is watching and listening to you so that you can sell them the right thing. That's, that is what it, this is all about. So, you know, just by learning some of these simple things, you can alleviate that and also, you know, hopefully make a crap load more sales. So that's what it's all about today. Now, quick heads up before we get started. You know, people came to me, actually, I was talking to people the other day and they said, David, you know, since you've switched these training videos, you should be charging for these training videos because they're like, you know, 45 minutes of just awesome training. And I said, well, you know, I would charge maybe for it. I understand the value in it, but you know what? I love to give it free to you guys because honestly, I love giving away stuff, but also uh, our good friends at GoToMeeting, Citrix Online that are sponsoring this. So they're basically paying your fee, uh, you know, for these free training videos. So here's the thing, GoToMeeting, you know, it's it's summertime right now. And the last thing you want to do is, I, I know what I love to do in the summer is get out there, get some softball going, get some barbecues going. The last thing you want to do is be stuck in, you know, crappy meetings and stuff like that. So I've noticed the best way to do meetings, and this is how I do my show as well, is using GoToMeeting. You can do it on your iPad. You can turn on your webcam now, thanks to HD faces, all that kind of jazz. So here's what I want you to do and check out. I've got a free trial for you, 45 days. Here's what you got to do. Go to the risethetop.com slash go to meeting and it should be all set up for you there if you want to enter a promo code i think they have that there as well enter the promo code rise and you're going to get those 45 days free on me it really really is a great product i use it myself i would never tell you guys to go get something uh that i don't use so there it is go to meeting and now here we're going to learn how to get rid of that issue of okay will people buy this right now on the rise to the top enjoy all right, my friends. Well, welcome. And uh, I am excited today for many, many reasons. Because first of all, just I just love this woman that's coming on the show today. Kathy Caprino in the house. 
And here's the fun thing is Kathy actually interviewed me several months ago because she also, you know, she helps women uh, create careers that they love uh, through, you know, training and speaking and coaching and mentoring and writing and all these different things. And she interviewed me for her Forbes blog because she's so cool that she has a Forbes blog. And we just kind of totally hit it off. And I thought it would be great to bring her on today because amongst many things that Kathy can teach and share with us kind of in this training, this is what I love, Kathy. I'm going to turn it over to you. One of the biggest problems that I hear and one of the biggest struggling points or like nervousness, right, with mediapreneurs is they're like, I'm going to create this really, really awesome program and nobody's going to buy it, okay? There's like this fear out there of like, I don't know what to do. Like, and I'm telling you right now, I've done the, I've heard so many people email me about this very same fear and I was like, okay, well, what can we do to help them? And that's where you come in. So I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, I'll be here to interrupt and ask questions and be annoying as usual. You're off to the races. Awesome. Thanks for having me, David. I'm thrilled. Okay, we're talking about how to conduct research with your audiences to help you develop successful programs and market them. So that one fear that you're talking about, I want to tell you I've lived that. And I don't mm. think we hear enough about that. Yeah. We hear, you know, do these 10 steps and you're going to rock it out of the park. Mm. Well, I think sometimes we do those steps and we're still not where we want to be. And there's reasons. There's reasons. So we're going to talk about what research can do to help you avoid that. Very okay? cool. Very cool. All right. So the very first thing is, in order to be as successful as we need to be, uh, we have to get out of the expert mindset. Okay. And that, Interesting. That's hard, right? Because first of all, we've all gone through the the learning curve where we're beginning and we're overwhelmed and we think we don't know anything, right? But then something happens and we become what we think is a little bit of the expert on this one topic. The problem is with that mindset, mm -hmm. you fall into a few traps, and here they are. First of all, you think you have all the answers to solve your audience's problem, and I'm going to share with you some anecdotes later, two case studies. I live through all of these things. I tend to think, okay, I've lived it. I really know it. I'm the expert, right? Okay. So you think you have all the answers. Secondly, you think you know exactly what your community wants. So for me, for instance, I've worked with literally over 10,000 women in 10 years in some capacity, training, webinars, coaching. So when people say, do you really know what you want? I'm like, yeah, I don't need research. I know. Well, sometimes you don't know it exactly the way they're thinking it. Mm. Right? The third thing is, and I wonder if folks will resonate with this. I was in marketing for 18 years. You know, Briefly, I had an 18-year corporate career. It, it was bumpy all over the place. Then um, after 9-11, I was laid off and said, the heck with this, I need to reinvent, became a therapist and a coach, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. But I was a marketer, so I thought, I don't need to look about, about online marketing. I don't need that. I already know how to do that. Well, in this world, um, it's not just about you put out your program and people will buy, right, David? Yeah, no, I mean, and that, and that by the way, is one of the biggest myths out there about this. Um, is just saying that, you know, no matter who you are, no matter how many experience you have, no matter what it is, that it's just like, okay, I'm just going to open it and I'm going to say, here you go. And then everyone comes flowing in like the Nile and that's how it goes. It's just not the reality of how it works now. No. And, you know, even some, some folks that were in the know were saying, you have a list of 14,000 people, you're going to get a conversion of 2% just by announcing it. And I, and I did buy that. Mm -hmm. So it's that build it and they will come thing, right? So lesson number one to everybody, 
don't have that mentality. There, there are processes and steps you have to take to build a compelling story about why someone should want your program over the 10,000 that are out there, right? Well said. Another yes. avoid the expert pitfalls is uh, your language needs to be the right language to capture your best peeps. And that doesn't just happen. You know, I love your stuff, David, really. I read your emails ferociously, even if maybe I'm not <laughs> going to buy your course. <laughs> I love what you have to say, one, because it's absolutely who you are, but also, you correct me if I'm wrong, there's kind of a story arc to your launches, right? You don't just sit down one day and go, I think I'll write about this in, in launching a program. There's there, It's a sequence that builds to a climax, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's definitely some strategy behind it without losing kind of story and voice, you know, amongst there. And also, like you said, is that my goal is to get the right people in, not everyone in, you know, to get the right people into a program. That's it. So you've got to also really learn what the right language is. And it's not necessarily what you're currently doing. And we'll go into that. And finally, I think there's a lot of people like me that want to turn their mess into a message, right? Here's how I struggled, and I'm going to, I'm, I've reinvented, and I want to show you exactly how. But the reality is your story is really not the be-all and end-all. If you can get out there and research a hundred other people who've done it, just like you do that, David, that, first of all, reaches so many more people, and also it gets more of the right people, not just this narrow slice of people that are going to perfectly reson resonate with your exact story. Makes sense? It's interesting. And Kathy, I'm excited to hear more about this that we're going to be going through because a lot of this stuff, in my opinion, right, is kind of counterintuitive to what people hear all the time. You know, it's like, like this stuff is not like, oh, this is what everyone teaches. This is different stuff. So I'm excited to see where we go from here. Great. Wonderful. And again, I want everyone to know I live through all of these mistakes and they are overcomable. So hang on. So here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about research. And, and I want to give an example in my case study of my book, Breakdown Breakthrough. Even that term research, it can make people feel just their head explode. Like, what do you mean research? It's not this hairy monster that everyone thinks. It doesn't have to be. So, but first, let's talk about when do you research? Well, you do when you need to understand your ideal audience better. So that's to your point. You know, you, you're not going to have a successful program if you're reaching out to everybody and you hope, you know, all women want this. Yeah, uh -huh, right. right. Of course, you've talked about niche. So you've got to understand them better. And you've said this a million times in, in a lot of your programs, what they're thinking, what their mindset is, right? Where they live and breathe. So to understand them better, to determine your next best direction. So for instance, you're going to hear about my amazing career project. You know, I started it as a video series because... I want, this was last year, I wanted something that was more cost-effective or affordable than working one-on-one -on -one with me, and I mm -hmm. wanted to give everybody everything I knew about career change and the hottest topics that you need to know about building a, a career you love that's significant and satisfying and rewarding. Um, the problem was, truthfully, videos on their own, and I was on a monthly call with people, that wasn't enough to help them break through, to transform. So. I needed to know, well, what is the best direction? If just a pure video course isn't it, what is it exactly, right? So mm -hmm. research helped me with that. Boosting your program's conversions, learning how the ideal customer thinks, developing powerful marketing copy. And this is an important point that I really want to make. All of us who want to help people, you know, I think it was Pam Hendrickson on your show um, talked about people come to you for the structure that you offer. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah, the context, the structure, the 
curation, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So research can also help you. I call it building a stronger model for change. And we're going to talk about that. But, you know, I, I hope folks out there, you know, who are thinking of coaching or doing coaching, I know you know this. It's not enough that you're a great listener. It's right. not enough that you have access to a lot of solutions. You have to ha have a way to break down, crush it down, what they're going through, and then help them break through. And for that, you need a model. You can't just be a listener, right? So research helps you understand what is that model that, that's going to set me apart from all the other coaches doing this work. You discover new ways to help, and in the end, you make more money. And that's really what we're trying to do as well as be of help, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's funny you hit the nail on the head there is that the goal of any program, right, whether it's a, you know, course, uh, which I haven't talked about lately, but whatever the program is, the end goal, right, is to hopefully quickly and efficiently or, or you know, in the best way possible, get people a result. You know what I mean? And that like whatever that result might be, the career change, the, you know, I don't know, prettier condo, the losing of weight, whatever it might be, getting that result. And so that was, you know, let's not make sure. And you just said it. A lot of times we have to do some things to enable that. So very, very cool. Awesome. All right. So let me give a quick little case study. There's my book, Breakdown Breakthrough, came out in 08. So here's what happened quickly and how research in my whole life has been so pivotal. And I know a little bit about it um, also because I worked in corporate and did some market research there. So I built on all of that knowledge to, to make it happen here with the book. So here's the pitfall. I... After I got out of corporate and I became a therapist and a coach, I started giving talks to women around Connecticut where I live about how do we thrive through change. And what I noticed, David, was literally nine out of 10 midlife working women were as, I call it, broken down as I had been. Miserable, confused, you know, waking up thinking, there's got to be more to life than this. But stuck a little bit around the money. We made a lot of money, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So I said, well, I did it. I lived through it. I had, you know, all 12 crises I write about. Um, I faced discrimination, harassment, chronic illness, tracheitis for four years, you know, an infection of the trachea. Mm, sounds lovely. Balance. So I said to myself, okay, I've faced all of this. I'm just going to write about my experience and hope it helps. So I developed a book proposal. I, I got a consultant to help me with that. And she said, look, it looks great, but I would vet this with a top editor and she gave me a name of a woman in New York. So I had a meeting I'll never forget. It was in the Algonquin Hotel in New York and she she looked through my book proposal in my chapter and she said, look, you're a fine writer, that's no problem, but this is not the big idea that you want because mm. I wanted to be in the national conversation about what's going on with women and you know it did, it wasn't in the conversation five, six years ago. Now sure, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It wasn't. She said, uh, this is not the big idea, this is a little workbook. And I was so crushed. And she said, this is what you need to do. Research, research, research. And I thought, I don't know what she means. So I left. And she also gave me some other tips for your audience. You know, uh, affiliate with people doing what you're doing with sure. your organizations. Don't just think it's all about you. Right. But I said, okay, thanks. I left. I cried. I called my husband. Oh, it's, it's, it's a little idea. It's not big enough. So the next day I said, what does, what does she mean? Does she mean go to the library with index cards? What does she mean research? And then it hit me. Huh? Why don't I get on the phone with a hundred women across the country who've been through professional crisis and ask them, how did they get there? What was their background? How are they different from men? How are these crises different and how did they overcome it? Mm. 
And that was totally like a thunderbolt because I, before that, didn't think I needed to know from other people, right? Right. We all think we have all the answers sometimes. So I, that day I said, wait a minute, I think I can do this. And what I did, and back then it was before social media was really as big as it is, I had a little, a little list, 250 people. A little tiny list. Sure. But they were they were the right people. You know, they were midlife women in change. In That's the only thing that matters, right? <laughs> right. And you've said that a million times. 250 right on people are better than 10,000 that missed the mark, right? Absolutely. So I built a research plan. Here's what I wanted to, to study, professional crisis. And I was very clear who I wanted. It was midlife women, 35 to 55, you know, with certain education. With So I really laid out the criteria and built a research plan and I sent out an email to this 250 uh, list and I wrote I'm launching a study and I told what it was in a few sentences and I said if you're interested let me know I went and had a cup of coffee that was nine o'clock in the morning I came back at 9 20 and I had 50 responses from strangers not just wow. friends and I thought oh wow this is this is really touched a chord and from that it took a year but I did a hundred phone surveys you know, with, with, with a script, but the script changed. And I remember after the 32nd interview, all of a sudden it started coming together. I started mm -hmm. seeing 12 different crises and I started seeing um, empowerment on four different levels. Like it started emerging. So then I analyzed the data, created that new model for change, incorporated that immediately in how I do work, how I coach. And the, what's the result? So I wrote another proposal, completely chucked the other one. And, you know, I went through a few agents who said, you know, why don't you interview celebrities, you know, interesting, Ugh. which is what I do on Forbes in some ways now. But I said, oh, you don't get it. And then I found an amazing publisher that didn't need an agent. And they said, this is the best book, book, book proposal we've seen in our new division of life, life issues, life change. And it was published by a great publisher. So, you know. Uh, that process thinking let's go let's go talk about that for a minute right and what real we... quick real quick kathy and and interrupt i just want to highlight one little point that i thought was awesome because yeah. it's it's the it's the idea of of all the points there but list fear okay so there's something i'm just i just called it right now list fear and that is that a lot of people think that their list has to be quote unquote massive okay whatever that might be whatever massive is to you um, you know, which could be any number, but people don't realize that with a smaller sample size, you can still have great success. Look at yours, for example. I, I mean, I don't think we can highlight anything better to prove this point is that you had 250 people of the right people on your list and look at the response you got 50 out of 250. Now, is everyone going to do that? No, no, not everyone's gonna get that percentage. But I think the idea that you could have sat there and waited and said, you know, what, I'm gonna wait till I have X people on my list or, or, 3x people on the list or 5x people on the list. And Lord knows if the darn thing would have ever even gotten launched at that point. Next thing you know, you move on to something else. So I think, again, a great highlight for people that are sitting there worried about that situation is that, yeah, she did, you know, the, it's the list fear. So I just wanted to highlight that real fast. So love that. And can I build on that? The opposite is thinking because you have 14,000 people, it's going to knock it out of the park. Let me give you an example. I have a downloadable assessment tool on my website, and I, I link to that in all of my um, writing on Forbes, on Huffington Post, sure. on AARP. Well, just because people are downloading an assessment doesn't mean they're instantly ready to work with you or buy your product. That's another myth 
you've got a bill in my world anyway where it's transformation. It's not like something on QVC, like, you know, a bra that, you know, produces 30 pounds where you go, oh, I just want that thing, you know? <laughs> it's transformation. And it's not, um, what do they call it? It's not an impulse. Buy. Yeah, it's not It's not an impulse like you're late night, you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God. And, and a lot of those things are like extreme shortcuts or weird stuff that they try to do to you. And it's like, it, it hits that part of the brain of the throw money at something real quick and hopefully it goes away, you know? Right, exactly. So just because you have a big list because they downloaded something doesn't mean it's not going to take time and engage with them where they see you and feel you and experience you over time, right? Very true. So true. All right. So for the folks out there who, all right, I want to use research and I want to build a better, more, more robust product and I want to sell it more effectively. So determine right this minute, what do you need to know? And I ask you to get over the narcissistic, you know, no, I really know everybody. Mm -mm. What do you really need to know? Then you want to pick the best approach and there's qualitative versus quantitative. Now, quantitative is a survey. And often we think of quantitative as it's, it's closed-ended. So you really want to know what percent are going to buy this or like this title, right? And there's less of knowing the why. Qualitative is much richer. There's a mm -hmm. lot more of asking what's beneath that, what led to that, right? And you can have a little hybrid, which I do in my surveys. But with, with the phone surveys I did for my book, it had to be qualitative because I had to learn from them so that I could even – craft a better research tool as I, as I went on. Make sense? Mm -hmm. The third thing is you've got to identify very clearly who you want in this. And that's exactly the same process as your niche. You know, you know exactly who you're serving, David. So do I. You know, I have to share one, one woman saw that I had written mine is for, you know, women 30 to 55. And she thought that was age discrimination. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? But to me, I know exactly who I'm serving and why. There's a reason. It's not just over 55-year-old. I'm, I'm getting close to that age. It's that it, you're in a certain part of your career where there's breakthrough that you're looking for. So you've got to know and be really put your stake in the ground. Who is it that I love to serve and who do I not want to serve? And don't you find that so many people are afraid of that? Yeah, they are because you know they're afraid of the following things. Number one, they're, they're afraid of staking something in the ground like that, right? There's a fear there. Number two, there's a fear of like pissing off other people that aren't those people, right? Like I have people all the time that I'm just like, listen, you're not my peep, you know, and it's fine. I'm sure you're very friendly if you come over and have dinner with me, but I'm like, you know, my wife and I'm sure you'd be very nice, but you're not, <laughs> you're not a fit for this. You're not, the and, and, you, and you have to be not scared of that, right? Because um, I think where people go is they don't drill down as specific as they should because they think that therefore they're limiting themselves when it's actually the opposite, right? So meaning, for example, right. the, how many people are on this planet? I don't know, billions of people, right? You don't need billions of people. You need like a few hundred <laughs> or like a few thousand, yeah. meaning as, as customers in a lot of cases, you know, you can have, I've seen people run six and seven figure businesses with hundreds of customers, not thousands, hundreds of customers. So you can get down to, you know, to attorneys that are wanting to generate leads online that you know are in the Midwest. I mean, like you can get specific. The number one trouble, of course, is people not doing that and staying too broad. So absolutely great point. That's right. And just to build on that, you know, I had a branding branding help when I was launching my Elliott Communications. And I had just written a book for women on women. And I was afraid to say I was was a woman's coach. And my branding guy, Dave, um, Robert Friedman, I'm sorry, he said, 
wait, didn't you just spend a year researching? Right, you just did. You just did that. You just didn't did it. You just love writing this book about women. Why wouldn't you say it? And it was because I was afraid I was cutting off half the population. And folks, it just doesn't work that way, right? It, and and in fact, I still get wonderful male clients. So you know, if they're the right fit. So don't be afraid. It'll go much better. All right. So you identify your criteria for who you want to research. Then you develop a few hypotheses. Like I wrote down, here's what I think. Let me give you an example. I had had some issues in growing up in not being able to really speak openly. Okay. Kind of got crushed down. Got it. So I had a lot of crises, even this trachea-itis thing, you know, I feel was related to not being able to speak up and assert myself and have a command in my communication. So I assume that every woman going through these crises had that. And wow, was that just wrong, terribly mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. So think about what are the assumptions I'm making about people who are going through this? Because that really trips you up. That keeps your work very limited. It keeps your thinking and your solutions limited. So what are your hypotheses and what are you open to being proven wrong about? Then you build your questions and we're going to talk about it. I've used SurveyMonkey for online as well as Constant Contact has some great survey tools and you'll see in a minute we or we have a screen it helps you build out some of those standard questions like what's your age and it has categories that are standard so you know when you're starting the first time you're going to want a little help don't just wing it on your own and these these tools give you that kind of help then you launch it then if something comes back and you think oh no the way they're answering it I don't understand did they choose that because of how I phrased it it's really interesting you can phrase things in a way that leads people one way or the not another. And sometimes you have to revise, so don't, don't hesitate. Revise it as necessary. Then you want to analyze the data by segment. And this is so fascinating. So I just did a survey monkey recently. And I here's some of the things, and we're going to look at the questions there. Some of the things I looked at. Um, I want to know people who've gotten coaching and people who have never gotten coaching, mm. people who are employed and people who are not employed. And, and you want to look at what are, what are their answers compared to the other segment because they're different. Wow, mm. I found that people in younger generations, it's not necessarily breakthrough they want because they're still creating what, you know, they're creating their corporate career or they're just launching something. But the midlife people, they launch stuff and it's not working. They want a breakthrough. So you want to look at side by side, what are the groups and how do they differ in what they respond? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. And then what you want to do is act on the data. Don't again think, well, that's really interesting, but I'm just going to go ahead and do what I know to be true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, defeated because... the whole purpose, defeated the whole purpose. <laughs> exactly. So that's that. So that's how you use a survey. So, let me give an example, a case study of my amazing career project. Then again, I mentioned before, last year I said a few things. I've done a lot of coaching and training. I, I want to move away from the one-on-one. -on -one. I want a passive income program. Right? Yep. But, but These were kind of all my criteria for creating my programs. This is great. Right. I think, I think you know, many people will resonate. But now this is the interesting thing. I wonder if you um, resonate with this too. I really, my work is not just about tactics. Like you wouldn't come to me necessarily to rewrite your resume, although I've done that. Or, you know, how do I uh, get my profile on LinkedIn? My work is, is transformation, getting to the root of what's holding you back, 
letting it go and moving forward, but not all woo-woo, not at all woo-woo, very tactical and strategic. Like getting from point right. A to point B, basically. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's but, not like, like we can figure out the details and the strategy, but it's not like, yeah, here's, you know, filling out a LinkedIn profile. I got what you're saying. Exactly. But the question is, how do you scale transformation? Because I found that the one-on-one -on -one work was quite helpful. Right, but but not scalable for you, right? Like, you know, I understand because a, a lot of people would say, and this is a great example, and I've heard this before from people too in different niches, is saying like, God, it's really hard to not do one-on-one -on -one with people because, you know, da-da-da-da-da, like one-on-one's the most effective or something like that. And so, you know, but exactly what you said, I mean, I'm excited to see how you came up with this because I, I, I love a, a topic like yours where it's not like, Hey, everyone do this fitness program. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. So I'm excited to see how this, how this all pans out. All right, good. So in the end, um, again, the hypothesis was I'm going to pour everything I know into this and I'm going to create 16 videos. Cause I figured, you know, I, I really thought about what are the 16 or what are the 20 topics everyone needs to know. And the other hypothesis is, well, I know how to market cause I was a marketing VP. So here's what, what happened. We launched that video series last summer and I can say now because it's been about a year that the product satisfaction was over the top, right? Cool. And I earned happily, I earned thousands from coaching upsells. So I got executive coaching work and, and training work from the people that loved it. The problem was this, the conversion, the upfront conversion was not what, what I needed or wanted at all. Mm -hmm. So the question was, okay, shoot. What do we do? And you have to look at, for those of you who you know struggled, you put something out there and it didn't soar. Mm -hmm. You have to look at, is the market not a fit who I was trying to reach? Is the content not helpful, right? Or am I launching it in the wrong way? Right, and, um, and, and that's gonna be interesting to talk about because I've actually heard this from a lot of our peeps, um, you know, as people trying to look at the, you know, things that didn't work out so well, right? Which we all have, by the way, all of us. Um, is, is that, you know, what I've also learned and well, I'm sure we're going to go into it right now, but is that oftentimes it's, it's, uh, it's like 2% or 1% of things. You know what I mean? It's not like it's, it's not like it was necessarily 86% of what you did was terrible. Um, and that's what killed it. It's normally like one to two things, you know what I mean? Like maybe, like maybe a third, but it's usually like this tweak that if you just kind of move the dial, you didn't kill the program and like burn it and, and, and do nothing like it ever again. It's usually like a one degree tweak and then boom, it can make all the difference. You are so right. And sometimes people are going to say, why don't you let that go and start something new? And you, here's where you really have to kick it in and be strong. My intuition said, no, I mean, people are loving this content. I'm not letting it go. Maybe mm -hmm. the name wasn't right. And it's interesting, even the idea of career, millennials and younger generations don't think of career right that's a scary word I think, right <laughs> i think so they think of work and they think of you know launching a venture anyway you've got to use your gut and you know open your mind to what is it that needs to be tweaked and let me research that cool All i'm right. excited to see what happens I like okay. this because like you guys, I, I, I don't look at, you know, when Kathy's coming on here today, I don't, I don't, we don't preview any of this. Stuff. I like to learn along with everyone here. So this is going to be great. I have no idea what happens. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, here we go. So I just want to show people it can be this simple on SurveyMonkey. It's absolutely free to do 10 questions. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's cool. I didn't know because I use, I used, uh, and again, it's whatever works, right? But I mean, like I used Wufu, um, which I actually yeah, think yeah. was bought by SurveyMonkey recently. So oh. it's, it's interesting to hear. Um, uh, what what folks use, but here here it is. Here's the survey. Right. 
So I asked, you know, what, are you male or female? And again, there are standard ways to ask it. You don't want to offend. There are certain ways to ask, but it's already built in, and you can choose that option, right? What age category do you fall in? So you don't ask what age <laughs> are you. What's your empo- employment status? And there were some options there, and I added a few more. Have you ever received coaching? And then I said, either from Kathy or anyone else. So mm-hmm. it was yes, no, or, you know, a combination of. And then it was, in thinking about your work, what would you like to change and improve, change slash improve, and be willing to pay Ooh. for support to, to achieve? Right? Ooh. That's a sexy question. Sorry, that's a sexy question. And you know what's so interesting? And I want to tell you, I got amazing marketing help from Tara Gentili, Mm -hmm. who I think has been mentioned on your program before. Wow, so helpful too. But what's important is if you were to simply ask, what would you like to change or improve? That's a long laundry list. Right. But it's a very different question. And what are you you willing to pay pay for? Pay for. That's a key word right there. Yeah, right. It takes away that second guess where you get this amazing survey and then you go back and you're like, oh, it sounds like it's a problem, but I wonder if they're going to even think about paying for it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. Solved. Right. Or they want me to come to their house in Palo Alto because they need one-on-one help. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't know it would cost lip thousands, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Six, if you could wave a magic wand, and I learned this in my therapy training, you know, it's a great question to ask anybody you work with. If I were to wave a magic wand and you were where you want to be, what would be different? But anyway, this question is, and change one thing in your professional life, what would it be? And you know what's fascinating? I, I let that be an open-ended question. I got things that I would not have expected. Very tactical things that I am going to build into a teleclass mm-hmm. that's above and beyond my amazing career project. So it was incredibly helpful and I wasn't expecting it. And then I had a number of slogans, you know, or headlines or mm. um, taglines. And, and I felt I knew which ones were going to pop. I was really clear about it. Why? Because I do a lot of writing and I see who writes me back and how many views I get on Forbes. It absolutely was different from what I thought. Mm. And can I just be real transparent? My word has been breakthrough because that's the name of my book. That's what I think I do, you know, differently from other coaches. But what happened was when I was talking for years about breakdown, breakthrough, I was attracting a certain audience that I'm now not wanting to attract. I want people who've had a modicum of success but want more different and better. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's so yeah, so, so you're probably getting, and I mean this with, well, somewhat. All the love you getting some. You're getting. You get. You were probably getting some kind of lower, lower end kind of, of the barrel type folks, which can be a little tricky to work with, saying the least. And also because oftentimes, and no, no offense, to those people, I'm sure they're lovely folks, uh, but they often cannot afford uh, anything as well, which is another obviously consideration because it's very hard to have a business helping people if they can't pay for you to <laughs> pay for you to help That's them. Right. So. Important There's stuff. that, and some people, and I was there myself. When you're really in breakdown mode, sometimes you're not ready for breakthrough. No, you're not ready. You just want to comp- complain. Yeah. So I was <laughs> ready to chuck out the word breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so I, in the last possible second before I hit send, I added breakthrough, breakthrough mm. to more happiness, success, and reward. And you know, you'll you'll see that that's what popped absolutely mm. to the top across all segments. Across men, women, younger, older, making a lot of money, not making so much. So interesting, right? So you can you can actually Absolutely. test what segment likes your your taglines. 
Then the question was, what price point would you be willing to pay right now for a program that dramatically improves your work life? And I feel like I can say dramatically because I have a lot of results of that. Sure. Fascinating. And you know what? People wrote higher price points than I would have guessed. I'm assuming you left that one open-ended would be my guess, right? Like you didn't say like, you know. No, oh, I gave, oh, really? I gave ranges, you know, zero to 50, 50 to 100, you know, blah, 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 and over 500 a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then number nine, rank your preference for the following educational format. So I, here I was getting at maybe the video thing doesn't appeal to people. They're, they're wanting something else. And absolutely my audience wants some one-on-one -on -one help. Okay. Some hands help from me. That came absolutely out as number one. And then an open-ended question, anything else Kathy could offer that would help in your career? Wow. Almost everybody answered that question. What you'll find is when people are bored with a question or they don't think it appeals to them, they'll skip it. Mm -hmm. And some surveys don't allow you to. You must answer this question. Well, I didn't. I let people skip. Almost everybody answered that. And I got so much great feedback that's outside. A lot of it's right on target, but some of it's outside the scope of what this amazing career project is going to do. But it fed ideas for new programs, new one-off training, you know, really cool. All kinds of good stuff. So I just wanted to show folks if they've never done a survey, you know, this is what you build it on the back end, and then this is what people see. And you know, here's the cool thing: you create separate links. So you, I did one, a link for Facebook, a link for LinkedIn people, right? A link for Twitter, mm -hmm. a link for email some, people, yeah, and certain categories. And you can cross-tab that and look at how they differ. Mm -hmm. But this is what they'll see, you know, and they click off. I'm a male. I'm under, you know, or I'm 40 to 49, right? Whoops, sorry. And here are some of the categories. I'm employed working this many mm -hmm. hours. I'm a blah, blah, blah. So that's how it's populated. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then I want to just show you how the results can end up looking. So there's a tab, analyze results, right? So here's one question. And here are the categories. You see it by bar graph, which is cool for you to know immediately what percent responded, who skipped it. So it, it really couldn't be easier. It's so easy to read. All right, so, you know, cutting to the chase, what did I find out? My programs have to have a piece of hands-on help. Mm, mm -hmm. And, you know, when you talk about pure passive income, uh, Tara helped me understand that. You know, I wanted a low-cost option to help people who aren't ready for this kind of program. Well, that's my book, 1695 mm -hmm. on Amazon. Right, right, right sure. That's my book. So, but what these people want is I want to touch and feel Kathy and I want her to help me break through because what I learned is while the videos were wonderful, everybody fell off, fell off the breakthrough wagon because they got stuck at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And if you're not with them to help them with that, they don't come back on the wagon. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I learned mid-career mid women, which is my niche, want breakthrough to something new as opposed to other demographics, which is helpful to me. I, I learned in looking at those two, two uh, filtered responses, those who've had coaching, they have different expectations and different aspirations. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to use that as, you know, they're really my, my core because they know what's involved to plunk down some money to get some support. Right, and you don't need to educate you don't need to right. educate about why coaching is great or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's a pain in the ass. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, to go out and get that kind of where your person is at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, where you're trying to explain to them, you know, hey, this is your first time hiring. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. That would suck. Exactly. 
exactly. Like now when people say, you know, can I meet with you in person over a cup of coffee to see if you're right? I don't do that now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. If you need that, (laughs) I'm not the right one because I'm out there. You could watch 10 videos. All right. The different slogans and headlines, as I said, I learned what works. Some of them that I were wording that I was going to use failed miserably. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use it again. It doesn't work. And the expected price points. And it helped me rationalize that what I'm doing here is actually perceived value. I'm not worried about that any longer. So, you know, in the end, I determined the best description of the program and the benefits of the best mix of educational formats, the best price points, and the best audience, all from a survey. One couple or two questions. Yeah. Number one, when you did the survey, did you ask for also their name and email when they did the survey? Um, no. I Interesting. So you did it completely anonymous. Yep. Interesting. And you know, I, I totally, um, I know when I respond to surveys, I respond very differently if you're going to get my name and mm. I wanted the absolute brutal honesty. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I like doing name, but that's, a, that's a whole nother, that's, that's interesting now. And I'm also curious, how did you shift the pro just, just out of curiosity, what were, what was kind of like a major shift or two, maybe in the format or in like, what was, what was something that you yeah. kind of dis- discovered? I'd love to hear some, uh, some of that yes. jazz. And you know, I, I'm about to launch this now. So, um, I'm going to give you, I'll follow back up with you and let you know how, how the conversion and all was. So the major, here's how it was last time. I yep. knew that people needed help, but they didn't come in at the same time. They were, you know, uh, so I had monthly calls that were open question and answer calls. Yep. Bring questions. And I thought, yep. now that's going to be fabulous. But I could have had someone on the call who was on video one and someone who was on video 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I find in all of my Q&A open calls, and I had a series of free uh, calls as well unrelated to this, People don't ask their questions. They they're scared. They don't. It's kind of like asking someone to write you a testimonial. They're scared to do it. They don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. make their questions silly. So it would be like pulling teeth to get their questions. Mm. And and I was also not necessarily hitting them at the right point when they had fallen off the wagon. The Got it. Break that, right. So I decided. We're going to keep with the videos, but it's going to be a coaching program where everyone comes on at the same time. There's an enrollment window. And, you know, every week they're going to get one. Here's another thing. They got overwhelmed by if they could get all the videos at once. Mm -hmm. And this is something that a lot of online marketers know, and I just didn't. I didn't know that. I thought, oh, if you race through number three, four, and five, you're going to want number six. It's better, I think, in my world to step it up as a sequence. So once a week, they're going to get the video. And once a week, they're going to be on a training call with me where I'm training that same material, not at the length of you know mm-hmm. an hour, but I'm giving them follow-up training and then asking questions about that. Got it. Yeah. And it all depends. And I've seen it done every single way. So it all depends on your niche. It all depends on your audience. And again, you might t- send a survey out there and learn this or the other way, you know, they, that people all wanted it once or whatever, or, you know what I mean? Like you, you just, it, it really, really does depend. Um, so, I mean, I, that's great though, that you were able to get these kind of concrete things that you could move uh, forward with this. So this is awesome yeah. stuff. There was one other thing and I hadn't really understood this. I created an online platform for them through Ning, a Ning mm-hmm. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Nobody went to it. And I wanted them to connect and support and blog their photos. Nobody did it. Nobody. Mm. Mm. But but yet, as a benefit, 
tons of people wanted a way to connect. And I notice on my calls, I really believe this. I have a very cool audience. The people that resonate with me also want to help other people. Yeah. They're not just trying to make a buck, you know? And like on, on a recent open call, someone wanted to learn how to launch a business helping people donate philanthropically. Mm -hmm. Can you believe there was another woman on the call who had that business? <laughs> She's like, oh, have Sally call me. So that is one very huge benefit of my programs. These people want to help each other, but you have to give them a form to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to do a Facebook a Facebook group just for them, not this other Ning forum, because they can't add another thing in there. Right, right. That's everyone needs is another login and a thing and a, you know what I mean? All that kind of jazz. Yeah. Makes and sense. Great. So those were the key things. Cool. But I also, I also learned, you know, how to, uh, and this, a lot of this was from Tara Gentile, um, ways to, I'm not going to say dumb down. I don't believe that, but a lot of my marketing talks about big concepts like fulfillment mm -hmm. and value mm -hmm. and purpose. And I've left it non-specific because what's valuable and purposeful to you is not the same to me. So I didn't get specific. And one thing I learned from this research and then getting some marketing copy help, you've got to make it specific. Oh yeah. Got, oh, for sure. Gotta, I, you know this. I love your emails. They're so specific. And can I give you another thing that I learned? Please. I have a ton of testimonials everywhere, 35 on LinkedIn, whatever. Um, but a lot of them talk about what it's like to work with Kathy. Mm -hmm. She's got a delightful demeanor, whatever. Right. I don't mean to be not humble. And Tara helped me with this. No, it can't be about you. It has to be it's about the results they've gotten, right? Results. Yeah. Because to, for two reasons, people aren't going to resonate with how wonderful Kathy is. Who They want to know what am I going to get? Right. But also in my work, I'm trying to empower people to do this work on their own after they've worked with me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be their coach till they're 92. Right. Right. So if you're always talking about how great you are, um, you're not in, you're not sending the message that this is what you're going to be able to do and continue to do when we're not working together. Does right. It's like it's like if you were to do a fitness program, let's say it was a weight loss program, like it's one thing for someone to say like, you know, Kristen is the greatest weight loss coach ever. I like I've learned so much and I'm excited. Like that's one testimonial or versus, you know what? I took the program, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm freaking feeling awesome. I, I'm signing up for my first, you know, marathon. I don't know. That's probably extreme, but whatever. Something, something like that. Like that's gonna, that's going to, re like, then it's like, holy crap, this thing. It's not just like people. It's a love fest with you and me or whoever it is. It's also about like the results-oriented testimonials are always the best possible thing you could get for sure. Oh, so important. And the final thing I learned through the survey, but also realizing, oh, I guess I need some help and getting help, which is so important for everyone. You really can't do all this on your own, David, don't you think? You nope. can't just do sitting in your office looking at your computer no. and reading. You need help. You need people that have made the mistakes like you or whatever teaching, right? So what I learned was this, and this is the biggest piece. You, As I said, you can't just announce it and expect a 2% response. Build a story arc to it, and there, there are ways to do it. Um, and I've done this in my Forbes posts. I've done it in my newsletters. And honest to goodness, the minute I started doing this several months ago, this is what I'm seeing. Higher response rates, higher email open rates. I'm getting media requests. It's going to be mm -hmm. a TV show, emotional mojo Sweet. next right. week. Um, 
higher conversion to the private programs that I'm not even talking about. Right. right. The big back end, if you will. Yeah. Not saying, that you, not saying that you have a big butt, just saying you have a big back end. That's all I'm saying. Thank goodness I'm sitting down. We won't yeah, go there ahead. we go. There we go. That's okay. a whole other episode. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and interestingly, also since I've been starting to write like this more and communicate more, even my Forbes and, and AARP and Huffington Post work, I get people asking, do you want to cover, you know, I'm a PR rep for Sir Richard Branson, Jennifer oh. Lopez. So you know, <laughs> yes, is it all because I'm, I'm rocking it with my amazing career project? No, it's because I've learned how to speak in a way that really touches people differently mm -hmm. than I was. So more speaking seminar requests, more, um, blog, blog views. You know, I get to sure. look at my dashboard about how many every month it's going up and up and up and, and higher fees. So that's it. That's very it. cool. Yeah. Now, so Kathy, this is super interesting, super interesting. First of all, I just, before you even do the recap, and then we also have a, a link we're going to send people for some stuff. But like, seriously, this was like, I, I think this is going to help people so much. And again, it's all about taking on that fear that we all have that my program is not going to sell or it's not going to, you know, it's not going to work or whatever it might be. Anything we can do, because at the end of the day, right, at some point, you're going to have to pull the trigger. You're going to have to pull the trigger and start doing stuff. But but anything that can make you a little bit more comfortable, it's like getting the seatbelt on before you get in the car and making sure everything's good to go before you start, you know, speed racing. Um, so, so you know, that's why I think this stuff is so important. But I'll let you uh, kind of recap it up here for us. I, I do want to build on that. Just walk into the critique. You know, when, when we're afraid... We're also, we're afraid we're going to fail, but we're afraid we're going to succeed. I have uh, clients that are afraid they're going to hit it as big as they dream of. Right, right. No, we're afraid of everything. Yep. Let's face it. We're just walking fear magnets. But when you walk into the critique, I want to know what you think about this program. Bring it on. It starts getting easier. It starts getting easier to hear. You know, it's not the scary, hairy thing you're afraid of. So, I want you to think about, folks, distill it down to what you want to know, 10 questions, qualitative versus quantitative. Think about what you need. Think about your core audience, but maybe ways you want to expand your audience. That's a bit contrarian. We're always talking about niche, niche, niche. But, you know, I know that there's other niches that I would happily serve that I'm open to thinking about, right? How you need to split the data, what you believe you know that you're going to be open to saying, okay, maybe I don't. Marketing headlines and copy, because we're not all born fantastic marketers at, the, at online marketing. Other ways you can help people, include those open-ended questions. Don't make the mistake of saying, oh, no, 48% said this, and I don't even know why, right? And, again, SurveyMonkey and Constant Contact, very helpful. So there you go. At the end, don't make it all about you. It's not just your story. It's other people and, and what they have to say. Ask your ideal audience. Be open to expanding your your uh, services, incorporate stories of other people's success. David, I'm sure you would agree with this. When I started interviewing people on Forbes, mm -hmm. that's when my life completely changed. Oh, for sure. It's so inspiring. For sure. Yeah, you're, you know, it's, it's motivational, it's knowledge, it's relationships, it's basically getting free coaching from people. It's, it's like, it's amazing stuff, you know? Yeah. You interview on, I interview people on Forbes that I want to learn what the, you know, it is a free hour of oh, Right, exactly. Steal, yeah, free hour of learning. Absolutely. Don't wait. Act on those findings. Be, take that bold step. Do the thing you're afraid of if, if you've done all the legwork that shows it's the right thing and get out there and research. 
Very cool. Very cool, Kathy. Well, th this was super awesome today. Now, I, I do also on the way out here, um, and again, there's your website up there as well. People can check it out on the screen, and I'll link all this stuff up below. Um, I do want to note, though, we do have like, yeah, it's it's kind of a time-sensitive thing here. Um, so so we do have a free teleclass uh, for those July 10th coming up. It's going to be the riseoftop.com slash amazing career project. Now, Kathy, just like everything, we talked about this at the beginning, right? Like this is going to resonate, I know, with some of our peeps for sure. Some it might not be a fit for. So I want to know kind of, you know, real quick for those that are going to be interested, kind of what's going on there. Just give them, give them a quick little... Uh, quick little spiel. Um, and then we're going to make sure to link it up. And I, I hope people, you know, if they resonate with you, they go check you out and uh, uh, it'll be good stuff. Thank you for that. So break through to your bold plan for more happiness, success, and reward. It's a one hour teleclass. And here's what it's for mid-career women who know they want more, different, or better, and they're ready to take a step, right? Doesn't mean they have to know everything. It can really mean also, I know what I don't want, but I'm not a little, sh I'm not sure what I do want. It's for people that are ready for more and are going to take that step, right? And what we're going to do, what you're going to get out of it is, first of all, you're going to tell a different story about yourself. What I find in careers is people are saying, I'm a loser. I can't do it. I don't have enough. They don't know how to marry up everything that they're fantastic at and connect the dots and tell a more powerful story, right? Secondly, they're going to learn how to create a concrete plan for that one breakthrough step. That's all you need to get going, one step at a time. All of us look like maybe we've arrived at some level. Didn't we all just go one step at a time? So it's it's giving you that one step. You're going to leave with a renewed sense of, I can do this, and you're going to have the commitment and a plan to make that breakthrough move right there. Very cool. All right, so the link one more time, the risetop.com slash amazing career project. I always like people that use words like amazing or awesome or whatever. That's my peep. So, Kathy – your rock star as always. Thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute blast. I know I learned a ton. I'm sure everyone else did. And and thank you again. And I hope people go check that out as well. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it, David. Thanks. And that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it with Kathy I, and took it, all kinds of notes. But more importantly, right, this, what, this is what it's all about. Go in and, you know, execute this. Go do it. Send a survey out this week. Let me know in the comments section how it goes. I want to hear about, like, some of the, you know, what you've learned, some insights. You, you might learn some crazy stuff. Um, I'm a huge fan of surveying your audience. So it doesn't matter if your list is big. doesn't matter if your list is small. Make sure to go in there and check it out. Now, a few interesting things on the way out. Number one, someone was asking me about this the other day. Yes, you can still get my free video training series to teach you how to take what you already know and turn it into an online course that sells 24-7. We've already had thousands of people have checked out the free training videos. I've got them for you. All you have to do is go to createawesomeonlinecourses.com, enter your email, you get those videos. Um, they're going to you know, help you out a lot there and get you on the path to doing that as well. And also a reminder that if you like episodes like this, you want to hear more from me, you want them directly to your inbox, Become a Rise VIP, absolutely free. Head over to therisetop.com slash VIP. Enter your email. you get training videos like this. You'll get some shorter training videos. I got all kinds of cool stuff for you uh, coming to your email. So head over to therisetop.com slash VIP. And on the way out, again, got to give a shout out. Thank you for making this episode free to go to meeting. Uh, check it out, therisetop.com slash go to meeting. It, you know, it's summertime now, things are rocking, you don't want to be stuck in meetings. Uh, so you get that free, free trial, 
45 days. This is how I shoot my show. This is how I do all my meetings, all my trainings. I always use GoToMeeting because it freaking rocks. TheRiseTop.com slash GoToMeeting. Enter promo code RISE for 45 days free on me. All right, folks. I will see you next time. I'm David Seidman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.